Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports, an association locally in the capital region with Godzilla Media. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I'm one of your hosts. And to my right, there, I got this time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> is a man who is uh, who who doesn't scream, who takes some time always to scream at his uh, linemen when they're effing up. Dustin, <laughs> Dustin, how are we doing today? Oh, I'm doing all right. I live by Tom Brady's credo. We're going to get uh, get into it later in the show. And I do have to shout out a little. If you are the driver of a black Hyundai Accord or Honda Accord on the way home, you handled a dent that you received in the back of your car like a genius. I was driving behind this person, and there was a dent on the on the back of their car, and they had put a sticker I'm assuming after the dent, they had put a sticker or decal on the back of their car that was a chalk outline of Wiley Coyote right where the dent was. <laughs> that is some genius. <laughs> That's excellent. That is most excellent. Well, we're going to get into things in just a moment. But before we do that, I need to remind you about our social media channels, which you're watching are right down here on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. No creds req facebook.com if you've already discovered it facebook.com leave a like uh, also engage with us in the comments gonna remind you of that in a second so facebook.com forward slash no creds req on youtube if you're watching on youtube also give us a like thumbs up engagement is always preferred it's really really great to if you have engagement and uh if you also subscribe and hit the notification bell that way you'll know when we're live or I've updated or I've uploaded a video. So that'll be really, really appreciated on the social media side. On the podcast side, our home base is Spreaker, but you can also find us on various assorted podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. Basically, again, wherever you podcast, you'll find no credentials required. Also, it would be very, 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 very preferable if you let the rating and a review, five star rating is always preferred for this. If you if you think this program is excellent, most excellent, and if you leave a review or a comment after the show, and it's uh, PG thirteen, and, and if I find it hilarious, if I find it funny, I might even read it on the air. So, <laughs> if you're watching, also if also also if you're watching right now, we would appreciate your. We'd appreciate your algorithmic engagement comments. Engage with us during the show. Leave a comment. Uh, I might read it. I might read it. And we got we've got a we've got a, we've got a uh, partnership with uh, in the clutch. They they they're our partners for our algorithmic en- algorithmic engagement comments. So uh, Dustin, I know you love that sound. You, you find it very satisfying. You find it I very do. soothing. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna play it again because it's just it's just the most satisfying thing in the world. Come on podcast before i get all you know fired up <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're gonna start things off this week 
with a wrap up of the of NFL week six. And as soon as I get done typing the banner, of course, this week's wrap up presented by insert sponsor here. (laughs) (laughs) And as we're looking. We're looking. Hey, if you're if you're a, if you're a sandwich maker and you make wraps, also, you know, inquire within. So, also, I mean, IHOP. You have a location right down the street from my house. Let's work something out here. Come on, yeah. sponsor. We're not right? even looking for. We're not even looking for money. We just want like let us know that we can have unlimited pancakes or something. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I also wouldn't mind a Chinese place or a Thai place with egg oh, rolls. Yeah. Spring rolls, come on! I mean, I mean, let's go, let's yeah. go, yeah, <laughs> let's do this, let's let's do some wrap ups. So we're going to talk about week six in the NFL, and we're going to start with our biggest upset. And we might get into a little debate on here. We love, pre- we appreciate you joining in if you're if you're watching uh, uh, for our uh, just engage with us and just be part of the conversation. But Dustin, what do you think was the biggest upset of week six in the NFL? Oh, well, I think we're both going to be in a New York state of mind for this one. But I will tell you, I think that uh, I think the biggest upset in the NFL this week was the New York football Giants taking down the Baltimore Ravens. I uh, you you had mentioned on the show last week that the Giants defense has has some players. You don't you don't really know who they are, but they are playing very well as a unit right now. And uh, they shut down one Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore offense. Now I know that the Baltimore offense is not exactly a juggernaut right now. Uh, Rashad Bateman was out for this game. If memory serves, uh, they're, they're having some issues at the running back um, position. I don't think JK Dobbins is fully healthy yet by my eye, but still shutting down Lamar Jackson, the giants, the Giants are really proving something to me to start this season. They are five and one, which I don't think anybody expected no. uh, this year. No, nobody expected that. And the Giants did did do a, a very a superior job. Uh, they sacked Lamar Jackson twice. Uh, Dexter Lawrence had a sack. Kayvon Thibodeau have had a sack as well. Uh, he also had three tackles. And the secondary did a great job too. Uh, Dane Belton had a pass deflect, had a pass defended. Julian Love had two passes defended. Uh, Dexter Lawrence also was credited with a pass defended. So uh, this team, uh, they they came to play. They also forced to, they also uh, forced a fumble. I think I think it was Thibodeau who forced a fumble, and Leonard Williams recovered it. So so uh, this defense came to play today, and uh, you know it, they Baltimore in Week One came to the uh, came to. MetLife and uh, had their way with the uh, with the New York Football Jets, the Gotham Green. I'm sorry, the Gotham City Football Club, known as the New York Jets. <laughs> and this week was a different story. The Giants, uh, they, they, it was it was a back and forth affair, and the Giants happened to score two touchdowns in this in the in the fourth quarter and sealed the game with a with a uh, uh, with a I believe they had the interception to seal the game. That was by uh, let's see who was that by. Mm-hmm. Ah, that. Julian Love, Julian Love. So, so Giants, yeah, that that's they're definitely, I definitely call that an upset for sure. But for me, on the other, on the flip side, and I, I'm going to be a little bit, bit of a homer here again. I, I gushed over them last night on Victory Monday, 
But I, I believe the Jets, the Jets beating the Packers was the biggest upset of the week because coming into this game, you didn't know uh, what kind of – you didn't know what the Packers were going to be. Uh, the Packers are kind of a weird team right now uh, with uh, a lot of uh, – a lot of I wouldn't say turmoil, but they they, they got they got great defense. Let's let's put it this way: they only allowed three points to the Jets in the first half, but in the second half, Jets scored twenty four points, and a lot of some a couple of those came off of uh, one of those came off the of special teams, a uh, block punt and a scoop and score. And Brees Hall, man, he he's up for two awards this week in the NFL. He's up for Rookie of the Week. Get that nice shiny belt. He's also uh, nominated for uh, FedEx Ground Player of the Week too. So he had 116 yards, had a touchdown, did a Lambo leap with the Jets fans uh, who are in the crowd. And I'm I'm on cloud nine in terms of the in terms of uh, my team, but also oh, yeah. you gotta give a ton of credit to the defense. They sacked Aaron Rodgers four times. Leonard Williams had two sacks, also had two tackles for a loss, and uh, they knocked. They they hit. They were credited with what nine quarterback hits on Aaron Rodgers too. And I, I said on Snowman in the morning on, on my uh, my coffee with McCarthy uh, time on on uh, Snowman in the morning. I said no Packers fans, you are not you are not having a uh, an ayahuasca trip. That actually <laughs> did happen. <laughs> the Jets did beat the Green Bay Packers. So you know, I did. I also I also took some time. I had a little bit of sympathy for. For a friend of mine, I did a wellness on my buddy Dave, uh, who's yeah, a big Packers fan. I had, to, I had to get, I had to do a wellness check for him, make sure he was okay. Yeah. And uh, actually, it's funny. Before I sent that message, he wrote in our in our in our private chat with a group of other friends. Yeah, the uh, the Jets banged my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Wilson showed up, <laughs> but I I will say, and and all credit to your Jets, they. And I know, I know you and I both had some words for Coach Robert Sala to start the season, mm-hmm. and maybe he heard us because since then the defense really has picked it up. Some of those, some of those, um, some of those high high draft picks are really starting to pay off for the New York Jets. I mean, we all yeah. knew that Sauce Gardner was going to be talented. Um, Brees Hall looks like a game changer on, on offense. What a running back he he is looking to be, yeah. and also. Um, Michael is it Michael Carter? He's also he's also done well. Um, but I think this backfield is Brees Hall's moving forward. But the the reason that I kind of respectfully disagree with you is I just think the Packers are a worse team than the Ravens this year. The Packers, something is going on. I I said it a few weeks ago. They do not look good. And I know that Aaron Rodgers doesn't think the Packers are in panic mode, but I think no. most of most of uh, Cheesehead Nation would disagree with you, especially uh, Sauce putting on the cheese, the slice of cheese there, and walking out of Lambeau Field with yeah. the win. How about some cheese sauce at the end <laughs> <laughs> after the game? It was it was funny? Was that I, I I had heard a little bit after when Sauce was going to the locker room, Alan Lazard actually knocked. Yes, he just knocked it slapped. off. Slapped the uh, cheese head off soft Sauce Gardner's head. So I don't know if it's a little bit of a playfulness there or a little bit of a competition. You know, Alan Lazard, he's a free agent in a couple of seasons. You know, might, might make his way over to the AFC, and uh, you might see that rivalry going on. But oh, yeah, you know, Lazard was Lazard was held pretty well in check uh, mm-hmm. for the entire game. 
as was he Romeo was. Dobbs. So, uh, but yeah, I, the Giants. Yeah, let's you know, right now it's it's a it's a good if you're a New York sports fan. Period. Whether it be a New York Metro team or a team of the team or the, a fan of the team out in Western New York. Oh yeah. Or if you're, or if you're a college football fan, I got, I got to give, a, I got to give some credit where credits due here. The Syracuse Orangemen, they're six and zero, and they're, they're, they're playing Clemson this week, and I, and Clemson, I think they have an opportunity to knock off Clemson in Death Valley, but they're six and zero as well. So if you're a New York football fan, you're on cloud nine right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the best. Geez, uh, this is the best collective start for the Giants and Jets. I would say, just off the top of the my head, I would say at least in a decade. Yeah, um, you know, because there have been a couple years. Like I know that I know the Giants got out to uh, a decent start, maybe maybe in 2010, 2012 or something. Mm-hmm. I I can't remember, but but the Jets, the teams have never been firing it all on all cylinders. And as a New York football fan uh, for you, Ryan, it's got to feel great that, that it's October and the jets are still very much in, in it, you know? Yeah. Let's put it this way. All three McCarthy brothers. We're all happy right now <laughs> between Jim with the, with the giants, Jeremy with the Buffalo bills and me with the jets. We're all, we're all super happy right now. Oh, we're, yeah. on, we're on a, uh, we're on a good football trip right now. And actually, we got some comments that came in from Taylor Lattimore, another Godzilla Media podcast, uh, also uh, uh, one of my mentors at uh, a certain radio station, which will go unnamed. Back in the day when I had an internship, uh, he said <laughs> Jets over Packers is a close second for for an upset. Yeah, yeah, close. I mean, you know, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Sometimes they're mm-hmm. wrong. And he also <laughs> asks, are the Jets elite? That remains to be seen. TBD. To be yeah. determined. I think yeah. if <clears throat> I think if they beat Denver, they either upset Buffalo or they keep it competitive against Buffalo, and they beat New England, uh, they're definitely in the conversation. Yeah, if they keep it competitive against um, if they keep it competitive against Buffalo and they beat New England, I will I will side with you. I don't really not to discount the Broncos, but oh boy. I feel like every week we talk about the Broncos on, on this show. Just yeah. And Taylor, Taylor Greaser said Denver's so bad though. Yeah. That's why I would not credit a win over the Broncos as grounds for being okay. The jets are, the jets are in elite company. Now the jets are a team in my mind, the jets are a team on a hot streak and on a rise, but I, I don't know if I can, they've, they've got to be, they've got to beat some more teams for me to say that they, they are elite. Yeah, and I've I've heard all the excuses by the media over the last couple of weeks. All oh, the Jets beat they beat two backup quarterbacks. They beat a rookie quarterback. Listen, they beat one of the best quarterbacks in the yeah. game over the past decade and his team on Sunday. So the list of excuses is starting to run out, guys. Yeah, yeah, and I just accept and I, it. Accept yes, it. and I it, as, it as Macho win. Man Randy said. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, it was a, it was a big win. It was a big win. Like I said, the only reason I gave the edge to the Giants is because I think the Packers are they are in some trouble. And as as a Macho Man Randy Savage once said, "You don't have to like it, but I... you have to accept it." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and man. by the way, the comment section. It's brought to you by In the Clutch. 
Dot-com. Use a promo use promo cred, promo code at no creds at checkout for 10% off your order. You can get yourself a t-shirt like this one I'm wearing right now. Escape from New York. <laughs> a very fitting shirt for the show. Yes, yes, as the Yankees are currently on the, in the top of the ninth, and they're winning 5-1, and Wandy Peralta is trying to close things out and help the Yankees move on. Actually, got two outs left, so the, the, in, the Indians... Guardians, Guardians are done to the last batter. God, I, mean, yeah. I sound like I sound like Ron Darling and uh, John Sterling there. So <laughs> I had to accept that fact. So let's go over to uh, the biggest disappointment of the week, and I'll start off this part: the Buccaneers losing to the Steelers. And I think we're going to be in accord with this one: the Buccaneers losing to the Steelers. Listen, there was no excuse for the Buccaneers being as good as they should be yes, to go into Pittsburgh and lay an absolute egg. And they had to actually rally. They knocked, they knocked out Kenny Pickett. Yeah. And then Mitch Trubisky comes in and guides the Steelers to a win. And he does. Yeah. And, and, and the, uh, with the fact that the, the Buccaneers had to rally and they tried to tie the score. They, they got within two and they tried to go to the two point, Tried for the two point conversion. Yeah, failed two point conversion. And they failed the two point conversion. They, they, they wound up losing. And then Tom Brady losing his cool mm-hmm. to uh, and throwing a fit at his offensive line. Uh, let's just put it this way. You know, Tom, I know Tom Brady's having a rough time in his personal life right now. Uh, although I think he's having the best life because he's got the best life because he has Wednesdays off. He doesn't have to be at practice on Wednesdays. On uh, was it Friday or Saturday night? He was in New York City for a, for a, uh, for a wedding for Robert Kraft, so, somehow they had they still have a good yeah, relationship. Great relationship. And he takes a private jet to Pittsburgh on Saturday night, and he comes with the team. And all of a sudden, Sunday morning comes uh, Sunday comes along, and they're having a bad game, and he's rooming them out. And it's like, dude, like, yeah, like, if, <sighs> you you need to spend more time with your football family. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's I why agree. It's, you know, it's rough. I agree. He he is coming off, and I'll I'll have some thoughts later in the show that I will I will save for Tom Brady. So Tom, I know you're watching, and I know you're you're quaking in your boots now. But <laughs> to sum it up quickly, I would say he's coming off like a petulant child. I'm telling he's yeah. he's throwing a tantrum. That's what he's doing. He's he he wants to take his bike and go home. He maybe he should have stayed home. He's still one of the greatest ever. Uh, you know, there's no there's no getting around that. But uh, Tom, I have I have some more words for you at the uh, towards the end of the show. Uh, as we uh, as as we talk about Tom Brady, the Yankees have actually have just clinched uh, their ticket to punch their ticket to Houston as they win five to one over the Cleveland. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Guardians. Sorry, still, I'm, I'm still adjusting. I'm still adjusting, guys. Uh, <laughs> you'll get but, there. Uh, you'll get there. We all But you'll see, you'll see Glimmer Torres actually get the last out and he's doing this. He's... He's rocking the baby. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah. Well, that was the only pick 
in our MLB picks that I got right. I said that I said the yeah. Guardians would play him tough, but I, I ultimately believed in the Yankees uh, advancing. But every other thing was wrong that I said. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll talk about that in uh, in a few minutes. But we're going to move on in our NFL coverage to the most entertaining game. And Dustin, I'm going to hang it over to you. Uh, in your mind, what, what which game this week was the most entertaining in your mind? Well, I will say, and it wasn't, it wasn't because it was not for the reasons that I thought it was going to be, but I will say the most entertaining game is the, in my mind, was the Bills versus the Chiefs. I was riveted. I saw large chunks of this game on red zone because in the, in the late window, there weren't as many games. And um, I was just very intrigued mostly to see we all know that Andy Reid has uh, Andy Reid and the Chiefs. They have the offensive juggernaut that they have been. And for me, Leslie Frazier and his defense holding the Chiefs to the amount of points that they did is is a minor miracle. I mean, not you know, poor choice of words mm-hmm. on my part, but I, I don't know what else to call it that the defense kind of shut them down to the degree that you can shut the chiefs down. And I, I was very intrigued and I, and I did want to see if, well, first of all, Travis Kelsey is just an ageless wonder at the tight end position. Um, but I also, I wanted to see if Mahomes could come back or if the bills would adjust their game plan. And it appears they did. And uh, it was a it was a close game, and it came down to the wire a little bit on CBS. But um, I was just very entertained, and I think it was Tony Romo on the broadcast who said, "You know, it, it Jordan had to get through the Pistons to get there." And to me, mm-hmm. that felt like an apt comparison. It felt like the it felt like the Bills exercised some demons this this Sunday. Um, it'll be, it'll be remains to be seen whether there'll be a rematch between, between the teams further down the line. Yeah. But I, I really, I was very entertained by that. No, that was my, actually Bill's chiefs was my prediction for the AFC championship. So, so you're definitely right. And, and as a great comparison, uh, a contrast with the, uh, with the, uh, the last, the last dance and the, with the, uh, with Jordan saying we had to get over the, we had to get through the Pistons to get to the first championship. And if they meet in the postseason, that's where you, that's where you see the true baton being passed. Yeah. Uh, and and if, the, if the bills can beat the, the chiefs, uh, whether it be at arrowhead or it be at uh, rich stadium in January in late January, that will be the test that they have to, they have to pass. Mm-hmm. But this was a this was a uh, this was a good quiz. <laughs> yeah, for you, yeah. This is, a, this is a good test for a quiz for you kids uh, watching. You know, if you're in, if you're in school, uh, my most entertaining game of the week, and just kind of looking at the at, at the score line because I didn't get to watch uh, I didn't get to watch uh, Red Zone that much. I was at my parents doing some projects there, mm-hmm. but the Saints and Bengals, and from what I understand, the Saints offense. Uh, their quarterback, their wide receivers right now, they're st- they're what they're playing their second string. <laughs> oh yeah, they're playing yeah. the second string. Andy Dalton, the red the the red <laughs> rifle. Andy <Yeah>. Dalton, <laughs> he threw a couple of touchdowns in this game, and the Saints had uh, had the Bengals number for a bit, but in the last yes, two minutes, did. you see you see Joe Burrow throw that touchdown pass and and 
Jamar Chase take care of the rest and get the get the win for the for the Bengals in the last two minutes. Uh, so it's it, that was a very to me in my mind that was a very that's my most entertaining game of the week just based on whatever how everything looked and I uh, I have NFL I have an NFL subscription NFL Plus now so I can watch the condensed game a little bit later. Oh, I was nice. watching okay. I was watching and I know Taylor's watching right now. He said uh, the Colts got a big win this week. They did get a big win this week. This yes, week. they did. And and you can thank uh, you can thank Matt Ryan in his almost 400 yards passing. Against the bank against the Jaguars. Yes. Uh, he also says yes, go Yanks. You got that yes. right, Taylor. Go Yanks. Yes, go Yankees. We are a Yanks podcast here. But yes, we are. I uh I will say uh I will say, Taylor, that the, the Colts got a big win this week and they did, but I was I was baffled by Doug Peterson not calling a timeout at the at towards the end of that game and then calling a timeout when there was less time and stopping the clock. It it was not great clock management in my uneducated opinion. I, I think I audibly said on the couch I I was uh, drinking a beer and I said, "What are you doing, Doug Peterson? Why would you not call a timeout and then wait?" And then call a timeout. <laughs> it made no sense to me. Uh, Zero sense. Zero yeah. sense at all. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna move on to the uh, most notable performance. And Dustin, you touched up on it in the most entertaining game of the week uh, with the Bills and the Chiefs. And the Buffalo Bills defense, in my mind, had the most notable performance of the week. And I'm I'm going by team. I'm not going by player this week. I'm going by mm-hmm. team. And this Bills defense, they harassed. Uh, they they harassed Patrick Mahomes. They the and what's what's interesting is that they had, there were two key moments in the game on the first and last drives of the Kansas City Chiefs. The first drive of the Kansas City Chiefs was right after they they forced a fumble. They uh they 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 the Chiefs defense forced a fumble out of Josh Allen, and the Chiefs recovered. Chiefs go on a fourteen play drive, and they get within. Uh, get in the red zone of the Buffalo Bills, and you think Mahomes is going to pull off this uh, amazing throw. Yeah. He scrambles around, he throws it in the end zone, and he's picked. It's picked off, and the Bills wind up taking the ball back, and that was one big difference in the game. And the other big turnover in the game came at the end, so it was kind of book-ended turnovers uh, by the Bills uh, against the Chiefs, where the Bills had just taken a lead. Uh, they just scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And you th- you say to yourself, I've seen this movie before. They left too much time on the clock for Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. But full credit to Leslie Frazier's defense. They learned their lesson from last year, from last yes, year's they playoffs. Did. They did not play de- prevent defense. And it only took one play, one play for them to end this game with Taron Johnson's pick. And it was a, it's a great throw by Mahomes, but you see Taron Johnson just jump that route in front of Sky Moore, picks off that ball, gets a couple yards, and then the Bills run out the clock. Game over. So that was that was my most notable performance of the week, uh, Dustin. What's your what's your most notable performance? Well, I'm going full homer on this one because I also <laughs> saw large chunks of the Seattle and Arizona game. And first off, I want to uh, my notes. Man, I started writing in my notes. I said, uh, Arizona's or Seattle's defense is so bad. I said, because Arizona had not scored points in any first quarter 
this year. And it took them, I think, what was it, three minutes to drive down the field against the Seahawk defense and, and kick a field goal. And I'm thinking, oh, man, <laughs> here we go. But uh, the defense played probably their best game of the season. Now, I still think they're not great. But my most notable, notable performance comes from that game. And it's mostly because I'm just very excited about the future. He was a high draft pick. A lot of people scratched their heads when the Seahawks picked him. They said another pick on a running back. Well, this kid, Kenny, Kenneth Walker III, mm. he looks Michigan legitimate. State. He, yeah. he shot down the field on the opening drive of the game and I think had like a 65-yard run. He looks – he looks electric, and uh, he ended up with 97 rush yards, had a couple receptions, and a, and a touchdown. So not like a huge performance, but I'm he, he looks like the real deal, looks like he can play at the NFL level. And um, just another side note about this game, I've got to doth my cap to you. You said that you did not have faith in Cliff Kingsbury as an offensive coach and I have to agree with you. He he made some decisions in this game. He kept going for it on fourth down. And I'm like, what do you? Why <laughs> why are you doing this? And and the only reason that Arizona scored outside of that field goal, they had a touchdown on a boneheaded play from Michael Dixon in the end zone. He was going to punt it, and he must have thought that the punt was going to be blocked because he just decided to. Uh, hiked the ball back into his stomach and just kind of fall on it. And then Arizona, he fumbled it, and then Arizona got a touchdown. But outside of that, Cliff Kingsbury's offense did nothing against the Seattle defense, which prior to that, not great. So no, you are correct, sir. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I And and uh, just a heads up, uh, don't anybody tell Kyler Murray that the new Call of Duty is coming out this week. So, so nobody tell him that's coming out this week. And hey, yeah, one thing I got at one, I wouldn't say performance, but I would say one notable uh, event that happened this week, if you want to call it that, during the Panthers Rams game, was Robbie Anderson getting into it with with the interim head coach, and he being escorted to the locker room. And then less than 12 hours, a little bit more than 12 hours later, he was traded to Arizona uh, after they learned uh, Hollywood Brown was going to be out for the season. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, change of scenery. He's like, hey, and I was like, wow, that was fast. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was really quick. You know, I don't know what's happened to Robbie Anderson the last few. He looked he was one of the few playmakers that the Jets had. And then uh, Panthers signed up this contract and he's now part of it's been quarterback play down there but you can't you can't pin it all on that he just never seemed to fit in in carolina i uh, you know i you know what it was is that the yankees not the yankees the uh for the jets robbie anderson was wide receiver one by default because that's how bad this offense was for so such a long time yeah i called he was a wide receiver one masquerading as a wide receiver two or three and he parlayed it into a long-term deal with a, with a four-year deal with Carolina. And you know, God bless him for doing that. But I I think uh it's just I something's gotta be think? something's something's gotta change in Car- in uh, in in Arizona for, for real. And actually, you know what, for Kyler Murray's benefit, 
He's got a new playing partner in uh, Call of Duty now. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Hopkins uh, Hopkins returns this week, I believe. They'll be playing Thursday night against the Saints. So who knows? Maybe maybe they can get a, a squad going on Call of Duty, you know, to get their yep. – get their uh nice nice frag frag uh fest going well we got some more comments in the comments section brought to you by in the clutch.com use no news co- use code no creds for 10 percent off your order snowman checking in yankees win the <laughs> yankees win and then now have to play tomorrow night in houston and i'll i'll oh. give a i'll give my opinion about the uh the schedule for the, for the alcs the alds in just a moment Josh Mailer, Kyle had Kyler had over 100 yards rushing. Seems like he tried to put the team on his back, but he's not big enough to hold all that weight. Ooh, oh, Jay, Jay, yeah, that's that's some that's some spicy. Uh... That's some majorly shade. Josh, well done, well done. Uh, that's some <laughs> that's pun. some cold lotion going out there, right there. And then Snowman responds, "No Kyler talk." Well, <laughs> Snowman, it's my show. I'll talk about Kyler. We can. So last last but not least from NFL Week 6, our hottest individual take of the week. And um, Dustin, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to start with you. What's your hottest individual take well, after Week 6? I kind of teased it, uh, but I just really – Tom Brady needs to learn to start taking some responsibility for his own play – and not it's always it always seems to be something. Now, I know in New England he didn't really you saw him blow up on the sidelines every once in a while, but it in post-game comments and everything, Belichick always had everything locked down. Everybody talks mm-hmm. about the Patriot way, and it's a real <laughs> thing over there. Nothing gets out of that that locker room. And if it does, Belichick punishes you for it. Yeah. But geez, Tom Brady, first he's side-eyeing Byron Leftwich. Next, he's ripping into his offensive line. He's smashing tablets. It's a good thing that Microsoft is an official sponsor of the NFL because you can probably <laughs> just get another one. But Tom Brady's probably an Apple guy. He, he's just it <laughs> seems like he probably is. He probably is. He loves the logo or something. He probably yeah. has, he probably has like six iPads. But anyway. It just seems like it's never his fault. No matter what happens, I I see him out there. He underthrows a ball, and he kind of looks at Mike Evans like, you know, he's got that he's got that like baffled look on his face. Or if he gets if it's a clean sack, he gets up. He's telling the official, "Hey, you know, I was I was rough there." It it just seems. Now I know you you alluded to it earlier. He's got some things going on in his personal life, but you and I both know. At any job, you're not supposed to bring your personal life into into uh, work. You're not supposed, and this is what Tom Brady does for a living. And I know that we're all human; we all have flaws. But I stop playing the blame game, Tom Brady. You're the quarterback. The quarterback's responsibility is to take take some take some blame, even when it's not necessarily your your fault. Bring your team together. Maybe try saying, "Hey, O line." We gotta, we gotta pick it up. Let me know how I can help to do that. And I get it. I like the competitive fire. I like that he's getting frustrated, but take some responsibility for your own actions. Well said. Well said. Yeah. Thank. My hottest, (laughs) (laughs) my hottest individual take of the week, and I'm pretty sure I speak for most of America when I say this. 
but the Denver Broncos should not be on prime time <laughs> ever again in 2022. This team, and I'm sure Broncos fans will agree, sucks on ice. Oh, yeah. Suck on ice. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, and I look. I, I get his exit from Seattle wasn't the best. Things have come out, but I, I chided the fans for being bitter on the, on my inaugural show here. But, I, man, it is – the Broncos just look broken. And let look, me say, they've been on prime time, what, three times? Five times. Five times, okay. Five yes. times. Okay, four of those times, no lie, because I that's right, they were week one, and my Seahawks got the improbable victory there. Mm-hmm. Four of those times I have fallen asleep during the Broncos game. <laughs> now I do not <laughs> I, I, I usually don't I usually can stay up for football. You know, oh, I'm gosh. a bit of a night owl, but this these Broncos the Broncos get Colts oh. game fell asleep. The Chargers Broncos game fell asleep. I did not see <laughs> Dustin Hopkins winning field goal. I saw some of the other ones. And I'm just like, man, what is going on? And for a half, for the first half last night, Russell Wilson looked a bit like Russell Wilson, but then it just, oh man, they, they, they can't figure it out. And then they bench Melvin Gordon. This is crazy. Oh, I think Melvin Gordon's get on his way out. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I think, I think, I, and I said, I said in our previous at the beginning of the season, I said the Buffalo bills are need one specific position. One specific position, and as much as they like Singletary, they need a, yeah. they, don't, they don't they have a running back by committee. And yes, you know, there's two names I keep hearing for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, CMC run CMC Christian McCaffrey. Oh, wow, wow. And now I'm 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 thinking Melvin Gordon's on his way out as well. But yeah. this offense is just disgusting is is uh, to put it lightly this offense I, I don't know if it's nathaniel hackett system or russell wilson has had it or he's done yeah but this i mean their defense is good don't get me wrong yes. Their defense is good defense I'm, I'm, well. I'm i am certain that they'll give the jets fits next week when they play on 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 uh on the national tv and by the way they, they're, they're they'll also be the feature game on national like on sunday national television <sighs> hopefully not but <laughs> There, I looked at the schedule. I looked, I looked at their schedule, like the NFL schedule for the rest of the season. They only have one primetime game. They do have one primetime game left, this Denver Broncos team, and that's in week, uh, week, I think, 14 on December 11th on NBC. And I am praying, I am praying <laughs> that the football gods will mercifully, mercifully flex this game out yeah you need that i know of one game i know of one specific game that they can flex it out for don't let being treated for pain be a pain come to downtown's healthcare 950 17th street in denver find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery without drugs call downtown's healthcare 303-292-9992 now in lowry or downtown Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If the Jets and the Bills are still winning games, 
by the time week 14 comes around, the Jets go to travel to Buffalo. And that should be the flex. I think, I think they travel to Buffalo or it's going to be at MetLife. I can't remember which, uh, which one it is, but regardless, that should be your flex game right there. Cause that if, if, if the Jets and and the bills are one, two in the AFC East, at that time, and this game decides the is going to be the decision decider for the AFC East title. Yeah, that would be a flex good it one. out. Flex in. Oh yeah, flex it out. No, who, who is Denver playing in that game? The Chiefs. I'm Denver to... is playing. Let me check, because it, yeah, because it's a it's a one o'clock game for CBS. Denver and the Jets don't have a lot of four o'clock or primetime games this, this year. They have one primetime game. It's a Thursday night game uh, right before Christmas. Uh, they play the Jaguars. Oh, that would um, be a nice present for you. you get they, to watch they play Jets in primetime. Hey, I have that. I have that entire week off and Chris and the 26. So I might go down and see, I might go down and see. Oh them. man, go down. But the, yeah. but the Broncos play the chiefs. Yeah. Which yep. see, by thought- then, by then the, 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 the division might be might be might be clinched yeah yeah unless the raiders somehow come back and and i get it i i get it like uh, slightly in the nfl's defense on this one the scheduling committee you thought that that was going to be a a, an absolute gem of a game to have late in the season because you thought this nfc the afc west there was going to be some implications you thought that russell wilson going to the broncos yeah, um, was going to be a home run, and man, man, it's been anything but that. Yeah, this this division has been. I thought all four teams could possibly be uh, contender. Like they could all yeah. be either in contention for a division or be a wild card contender. And right now, only Kansas City is shining out of that division. And yeah, because because the Chargers are underperforming. The Chargers are worrisome on, on offense, especially because they're not running the ball enough. Yes. Yes, it's not balanced. And also Justin Herbert, he's clearly, I think that injury is affecting him, obviously. Yep. yep. And and some of their receivers, it's just, they have the talent. And this, this is one of the things, a bit of a sidebar, but I wanted to ask you about this. I feel like the Chargers, there are some teams that on paper, you look at them and you say, they should be very good. But the Chargers, and, and no offense to any L.A. fans or former San Diego fans out there, going back to the Philip Rivers era, going back to the era with Ladanian Tomlinson, the Chargers would have either these barn burner regular seasons and then they would get bounced in the playoffs. Now, a couple of those were to the Patriots, and the Patriots were beating everybody back then. But it just seems like there's almost something in the culture of the San Diego Chargers team that they just don't quite get to the level that you think they're going to be. And it transcends coaching staffs and different regimes. I, I don't know what mm. it is. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's seven, t- there's 11 more weeks to figure this out. Yeah. And you know, we're by the time we get to December, I'm pretty sure there'll be, there'll be lots of, uh, lots more uh, discussions. I mean, I I mean, we've had, we've had one firing so far, uh, with coaches in the NFL, we had Matt Rule being yeah. uh, dismissed, and rightfully so. His his it's, an, it's another college coach who, unfortunately, cannot coach in the NFL. Did not, did not and translate. I I happen to think 
and I could be wrong. Uh, I've got my I got good I got a good buddy who lives in Nebraska. I think I think Rule could be Nebraska who could be Nebraska's next head coach, but they're starting to believe in Mickey Joseph out there. So I think I think Joseph probably uh, earned himself a contract extension. Uh, we're gonna go back to the comment section again. Brought to you by InTheClutch.com. Use the promo code NoCreds at checkout for ten percent off your order. Snowman ch- chimes in. He says, "I hope LeBron and the Lakers get obliterated tonight." Now, we're not a bas- <laughs> now we're not a basketball broad uh, podcast. We don't really cover basketball. I'm not as much as much of a basketball fan as I used to be, and uh, I, I primarily watch Snowman because. He and Cole Johnson, they know their basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's that's the prime one of the primary reasons why I check in uh, and watch the show. And you know, I'm I'm not a big Lakers fan, but I I don't like I'm not a fan of LeBron James. I think people try to compare, especially the younger fans, they try to compare him to Jordan and say he's better than Jordan, but <sighs> yeah, but I I find him annoying. <laughs> I, I and I get that. I get that there are there are aspects of LeBron that are you know I can see why people find him annoying. I find all the Jordan comparisons annoying. Um, why can't we just let now now Jordan? He's the goat. He, he's yep. probably always going to be the goat. But the thing is too, um, I I find that too many people do discount LeBron's greatness because of some of his because they don't agree with him moving teams or, you know, but he is a phenomenal player. There is no, and he is playing very well at what is considered an advanced age in the NBA. I like you do not follow the NBA all that much. I do tune in to watch my Mavs sometimes who seem to, you know, they go from Dirk Nowitzki to Luka Doncic. Maybe they got a type, but it's, it's working (laughs) out. But uh, just a, a, you know, if you want to up your basketball education, read the book of basketball by Bill Simmons. It was a great, great mm. book. Very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's where our NBA talk is going to pretty much stop on this show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unless something noteworthy comes out. But uh, we'll 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 check in every once in a while with the NBA talk. He also says, "Well, wait till I talk Broncos tomorrow. I'll definitely be listening." <laughs> and Josh Miller chimes in again. Are the Eagles actually that good? I think uh, so. Yeah, I would I, say I, I believe they do. They are. I would say they are. I I mean they took down the Cowboys. The Cowboys the Cowboys are I eat my words here, but the Cowboys are managing to look pretty good with Cooper Rush at 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 quarterback. Um I think that Ezekiel Elliott contract is just going to get worse as the years go on. I I don't think yeah. to my eyes he doesn't have much left, but they they have a defense down there, but the Eagles the Eagles are undefeated and they yeah and they've managed it doesn't they're not they're not obliterating teams but you don't have to do that all that no. matters is that you win in big yep. games and you win late and i think the more that they do that they're going to they're going to get that experience and it's only going to breed confidence i i think the eagles are for real 100 percent yeah uh, if if they are they're definitely for real i also think they're the most complete team in the nfl as well yeah. um, running uh, offense defense they got great defense in ter- um with uh, uh fletcher cox and darius slay and they also have a good offense J- jalen hurts they can run the ball with miles sanders they can, they can also run with jalen hurts too he's got he's a good he's a good quarterback yeah uh, in terms of that too if he needs to get out of the pocket and scramble and get some yardage he can do that but they're i i think the 
they're the most complete team uh, in the NFL right now. And they yeah. are, I, I believe they are for real. That, and they, yeah. In fact, three out of the five teams, three out of the four teams in that division are for, are, are very, yes, are very good. Yes. It's become, it's become one of the most competitive divisions in football after being a yeah. laughing stock for a lot of years. Yeah. Uh, and this is, this is unbelievable. And, and to your point, I think the Eagles on offense, they have, they, in effect, they have two number one wideouts. So you want to double AJ Brown? Fine, they'll throw it to Devonta Smith. Vice versa. It's it, they they have an embarrassment of riches right now. Yeah, yeah. That that, that entire division is is uh, is stacked right now. The the NFC beast is back. And we got <laughs> one more comment before we go to a go to uh, get a message from no one of our spot one of our partners at uh, Gazelle Media, uh, Kevin Wilson. Fantasy uh, sports extraordinaire at Belly Up Sports says that that was an impressive response by the Eagles after the Cowboys cut the lead in 2017. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. this team is is complete, and yeah, the, the, I think they had the the. I think right now they're they're definitely the team to beat in the NFC. And if I had my druthers, I'd pick them as my as their as the NFC representative in the Super Bowl in in an Arizona in Phoenix or Glenvale Glendale, uh, in uh, in February. Yeah. Yeah. It's still early, but if I had to pick right now, I'd agree with you. It's certainly not the Rams. Like we thought it was going to be. Oh, that team <laughs> looks just, we might have to do a bonus they, episode in which, on which team is the, looks the oldest. And right now it's, it's between the Packers, the Buccaneers and the Rams. Yeah. That's that, pretty, that team looks old. Yes. And it just, as I was, I was explaining to my boss, we were talking a little football earlier this week. I said, it looks like with the Rams, the wheels just fell off all at once. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, you know, sometimes you're, you're, you're going and you're going and one of the wheels starts to wobble, but, but you can like hang on for a little bit. No, all the tires are off the Rams uh, car right now. It, yeah. It's, they it's, don't, they don't have a first good. round. They don't have a first round draft pick again until 2024. Yeah, they went all in. Less went all in. Less less went all in. Less and McVay went all in, and it's right now it's dicey. At best. And they're and they're saying publicly that they want to they want to trade Cam Akers. Just a, just a year ago, he looked like a, a year and change ago. He looked like a real piece for them. And now, poor guy has the audacity to tear his ACL, and then they're like, "Ah, we're looking to, we're looking to ship you out." Let me. Let, would oh. you do if you were the Broncos and the Rams? Would you do a Melvin Gordon for Cam Akers straight up? I mean, I. I, they're I don't both, know. That's that's a very that's a very good question. Yeah, I mean, they're both running backs that seemingly have fallen out of favor. I don't know. Maybe a change of scenery would do both of them. Well, it's possible. It's possible. All right. So we're going to move on from our NFL wrap up, but before we move on to a little bit, major league baseball and some pro wrestling talk Yes. on this program, I'm looking forward to that. We got talked about one of our partners at Godzilla media, and that is Mohawk Honda. Crisp morning air, pumpkin muffins, pumpkin lattes, Ugg boots. Oh, wait, wait, nope, nope. That's a fear basic white chick. Beautiful foliage. <laughs> Just like that, it's fall. And the seasons may change, but the one constant, it's a buying experience at Mohawk Honda where you are greeted with a smile and treated with respect. And who doesn't want that? The new inventory is ramping up too with pilots, 
passports, and ridge lines. The 2023 models are in. And remember, this is the best time ever to sell your vehicle. Mohawk Honda buys cars, and in some cases, you may be able to sell it for more than you paid for it. It's just another advantage you get from the number one volume dealer in the capital region. General Manager Greg Johnson and his team of sales consultants are always available to help you in the buying experience, the buying process. And they have big news. Scott Moynihan, he's back with Mohawk Honda. He brings his 30 plus years of automotive experience with him. Stop in. Welcome Scott back home. You can also welcome my guy, Evans Whalen. He got me into the loving arms of a 2016 Honda HRV. Yes, the seasons change, but at Mohawk Honda on Freeman's Bridge Road in Scotia and online at MohawkHonda.com, we go out of our way to please you. So we're going to do a preview-ish of the League Championship Series. And yeah, our picks for... Do we want to? (laughs) (laughs) After the way the picks went. (laughs) I mean, at least I got... We got... I think we both got... I, I got the AL... CS right. I said Houston and the Yankees would move on. I thought I thought the Yankees would win in a sweep or they win in four. I did not expect them to go five. And also with this topsy turvy schedule, which I'm gonna go on a rant on in just a moment. <laughs> and they have to play tomorrow. God almighty. Uh but yeah, our our national league division series divisional series, our picks did not work out. At all, and that was not expected. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, man, I really thought the Dodgers would be there, but hey, credit to the Padres for for taking them out. And you did, you did warn that the Phillies were an absolute buzzsaw, and they yeah, they proved it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I want to read one quote from uh, a certain Padre named Manny Machado. Who said oh, after hey. the game, after the game on on uh, Saturday night when uh, the Do- when the Padres took out the, uh, the took out the Dodgers, he said, "quote There's no better feeling than this, man. We're here. We're going to the National League Championship Series. We beat one of the best teams in baseball. We beat the Mets as well." <laughs> oh, wow, that's, that's the disrespect. So, yeah, that is that. He, he came off the top rope. He came he off did. the top rope on the Mets. He on that did. One. He did a Randy <laughs> Savage top rope elbow the drop. Elbow man. And again, we got Kevin Johnson, fantasy sports uh, writer extraordinaire. Dodgers are sorry. That is all. I compare the Dodgers, the 2010 and the 2020s Dodgers to the 90s and 2000s Braves where they won all those division division titles. They went to the World Series a couple times and they came out with one World Series title in 1995 and the Dodgers had that one World Series title in in, in 2020. I believe, I think this team is, I think, do, do you think they need a managerial change? Do you think Dave Roberts is, is they need to move on from uh, Dave Roberts? Yeah, I mean, he's been there a long time now. Yeah, and it, and yeah. it does, it does, it's proven that it happens that players just just become tired of the same message. There there becomes a point where they just stop buying in. I don't and I don't know. Yeah. I mean, with the Dodgers, with the Dodgers doing as well as they do in the regular and as they did in the regular season, you can't say that he's lost the team. I wouldn't go no. that far. No. But there's definitely 
maybe they need a spark because they, they have the talent, they have the players and, and uh, Clayton Kershaw, it's been documented in his past. He has, he has struggled in the postseason a little bit for whatever yeah. reason, when, when he gets to the playoffs, it's, it, uh, it seems to change a little bit for him, but mm-hmm. you might be onto something. I mean, it might just be time for both Dave Roberts and the Dodgers to move on because there were, if, if the Dodgers did let Dave Roberts go, there would be another team that would line up to take him as yeah. their manager right away. Yeah. And I, I got a little bit of a, a rant. Oh, Kevin Wilson, Braves Dodgers comparison is a good one. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. High compliment from you, my friend. Pretty appreciate that compliment. Uh, let's get him back in the show sometime. Maybe maybe for the World Series. Um try to get him on the show for the world for the world series once the world series teams have been decided but i gotta go on a little bit of a rant in terms of the uh divisional series schedule especially for the american league because all four series all four series were played on tuesday four four games right in a row great time but then the american league series took a pause on wednesday and they tried to play thursday yankees were rained out yeah and Houston and Seattle still played. They were rained out till Friday. Then they played. They're supposed to play four games in a row. And Monday's game was rained out. And I just gotta say that I, I, no, I, I, I partially understand the reasons why because the 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 ALDS was being played on TBS, and the NLDS was being played on Fox One. Why and I I believe on Wednesdays TBS has all elite wrestling and TNT they were starting the NHL season because the NHL season started last week. Uh, NHL was on TNT, so I understand the scheduling conflict there. But Turner has other stations they could have had this game these games on. True, I believe True TV is one of those yes. is one is, is, is Turner station. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to remember which other stations are turner well uh, i i i can't think but look, i, I can understand what the schedule the scheduling was just whack yeah i agree with you because look no further than march madness they're putting games yeah. all over um for that they, they've got yep. games on T, tbs tnt true tv and some other crazy chant you know cbs always, was the other one yeah the, they always figure out a way yeah I, i'm shocked that you couldn't try to put on espn uh, on because uh, on Wednesday night because base, Major League Baseball has a contract with ESPN so mm-hmm. I I don't understand the the, the pause and the Wednesday coverage they could have put both games on during the day which is which would have been optimal and I, and I know they couldn't have foreseen a rainout in New York yeah yeah and they they continue their play in in Houston because they have a they have a, a the retractable roof Seattle also has a retractable roof but I I I'm I'm just really just I, I'm so confused by the how the schedule played out and now the Yankees after clinching this this uh this round have to go to have to go to Houston. Basically, have to take a shower, yeah. get on an airplane, go to play. Houston, check in their hotels at four a.m., and then be ready to play that night against Houston. Yeah, it does. It does. No, you. 
It does no favors. And like you said, there's there's always going to be unforeseen circumstances. But this is part of your job as the schedulers is to figure these things out. Now, I know there was there was um, some sort of documentary or maybe it was an E60 on the people that put together the the major league schedule for the regular season. And it was just like a a married couple did it. And the amount (laughs) of math that they did to get it was it was amazing now i had never yeah. i had never thought um that that much would go into it but i think if i'm not mistaken and i'm just doing this all off memory so i could be wrong but i think that those two retired because i think they were mm-hmm. older and i and i think that either different people were doing the scheduling or maybe it's computers now i mean i don't know how it's done now but but you got to account for these things especially for the playoffs Especially for the playoffs, I can get that the regular season gets a little crazy. You got 162 different games to to worry about, but once you get down to the playoffs, you got to do what's best, and so that both teams get a chance to rest up. And you know, it's amazing. Yeah, so I'm perplexed as to yeah they could have put it on True TV instead of uh, TBS or TNT, and I get it. You have commitments to the NHL, you have commitments to AEW. But you could have found a way. You could have played both those games. Like I said, you could have played both those games during the, during the day, or mm-hmm. you could have put your coverage on True TV. So it's it's. It, I'm just really. Ugh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> and Kevin says baseball schedulers are stupid. It's like they're determined to play in November and have a game snowed out. That happened. <laughs> I think I think I remember in 1997 the game was snowed out. Uh, Cleveland against. Uh, they actually had to play five games in a row because one of those games had snow. <laughs> I can't, if I remember yeah. correctly. that was a memorable series right there all right so we're gonna move on from baseball where we've had enough with baseball right. we're gonna move on to <laughs> some pro wrestling which is the, for oh, the, yeah. at least the first time we've had we've talked about pro wrestling uh either myself or now with dustin uh, we're talking about pro wrestling for the first time but it's not just pro wrestling current pro wrestling no we're talking about a vice the vice documentary the dark side of the ring which i enjoyed i I love those oh man i love those stories and unfortunately they they canceled the regular dark side of the ring but now they're bringing back tales from the territories and unfortunately i've only i've only seen one episode they haven't had the other episodes on hulu just yet but i watched the one that was offered on youtube talking about the uh talking about uh Mid-South Wrestling and Memphis. Yeah. The Memphis Wrestling. Memphis Wrestling. Sorry. Yeah, the thank Memphis you, thank Territory. You. Yeah. Memphis Territory. But Dustin, you, you've watched this more than I have. I I, I want to say what what's your impression of the series currently and you know, what have you seen and what are you looking forward to? Uh what's I can't remember what, what the next one is, but I think I think it's 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 Championship Wrestling Florida where Hulk Hogan was, but but the uh but what have you seen so far? What's your impression? Oh and, man. I just, I just, to, to first start off, I initially was baffled as to why Vice would have canceled Dark Side of the Ring. I, because um, Vince McMahon, that's why. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Probably. I wouldn't, but you know what? It, it is funny because then I found out, okay, they're bringing Tales from the Territories. It's the new show. Uh, the Rock's a producer on it. Yep. You know, that, that, that might have helped. Um, but yeah. man, these guys, these guys really know how to produce wrestling stories. And I, 
I know that you keep up with current product more than I do. I really I dabble. Keep I dabble up with current product. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I dabble every once in a while too. But this series is hitting the sweet spot um, yeah. because I love hearing stories about wrestling eras uh, gone by, and I was not around for the territories no, days. Or if no. I or if I was around, I was very 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 small. But um, these, this is, this is amazing. I mean, in the, I couldn't believe some of the stuff that was happening. Oh There's a gosh. story on the, on the first episode, Jimmy Hart gets hit with a blow dart, yeah. a, homemade, a homemade blow dart. <laughs> That's a great that, story. That, that, that these guys, and then Lawler tells a story about, a, a. I think the first episode was called Memphis where wrestling was yep. real. Yep. And, um, these Lawler's telling a story. He comes out. This guy's getting ready to throw a brick through his window. Lawler says, if you throw that brick through my window, I'm going to run you down. And the guy throws the brick, smashes Lawler's windshield. He says, yeah. in that moment, I saw red. I was going to run this guy down, put my car into gear, and it starts bouncing. He got out. The guy had slashed all four of his tires. <laughs> this is – and I'm not even – you know, I didn't. Uh, we told two stories. We're not spoiling. I would no. highly recommend this series. I bought it without seeing a single uh, minute oh, wow. of the episodes. I okay. bought it on Amazon, wow. and the beauty of buying it on Amazon is the next day I get an email notification saying the new episode is is available. Ryan, if you haven't seen episode two yet, it is a treat. It is kind of a uh, continuation of the Memphis Memphis uh, days, but. This talks about the Jerry, the King Lawler, and Andy Kaufman uh, saga, the whole thing that they set up there. Yeah, uh, as as uh, show mascot Tagalong makes his uh, <laughs> weekly appearance on the show. Yeah, I, I remember the, the story of Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman. I was a young I was a young pup at that time, but I remember watching the movie Man, the Man, the Man on the Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, the, the biopic of of Andy Kaufman, played by Jim Carrey, and Jerry Lawler was in that movie. Yes, he was. Yeah. And what you didn't know, and if you haven't watched Man in the Moon and you're a wrestling fan, and I won't spoil it for for you, but we, you know, we kind of know the story behind it right now. Like when the, when he was on when they were on Letterman, and you saw you saw Kaufman get slapped by Jerry Lawler, you thought, oh man, this is real. Like this is yeah. real. This is actually happening. Like this is this was before we knew pro wrestling was choreographed. It was it was mm-hmm. choreographed. It was scripted. We didn't know that and back then, but they made it seem real. And then after the movie, they had the, they had Lawler's match, and they had uh, Lawler's match with Kaufman and Kaufman with the ladies, the ladies rest, lady wrestlers. And the next scene, you see andy kaufman and jerry lawler shaking hands and I, I, that blew my mind <laughs> seeing that 20 plus a little over 20 years later because you thought they actually had beef well and you actually thought they had actual real beef yeah but it turns yeah. out they were really good friends outside of wrestling they they were and they they kind of get into it and i don't want to spoil anything for you but they they talk about the the respect that Andy Kaufman had for the business of pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. Um, They do, they get into it in great detail and I think there'll be some surprises in there for you. And, and that kind of, that kind of uh, carried into his act on the stage too, because you didn't know if he was being real or if he was having a, having a, having a rib 
uh, with you or if he was actually just was being real. Like you mm-hmm. didn't know what, what, what was, what it was, it was, a, it was just, it was, uh, I mean, you didn't know. And he kind of broke the fourth wall in that man. I'm, I'm using a cliche here, but he totally broke. Those guys broke the fourth wall. Yeah. They yeah, blended, was, they blurred reality and. It and, was and way ahead of its time too. Yeah. way ahead of its time. And, and that, yeah. and, I side note too. I recommend if you haven't seen Man on the Moon yet, that to me is That's an good un- movie. underrated movie. Yeah, uh, who go, knew that Courtney Love could act? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, she had a little time in the '90s there with that movie, and then mm-hmm. uh, the People versus Larry Flint. She was also in that. Yeah, um, did a, a good job as well. But, yeah, does yeah does and it does a good movie. Yeah, definitely check that out. But yeah, I'm gonna check out. I'm gonna see if. Uh, I can get. Uh, I don't know when they're going to put more episodes of. They're going to put episodes of Tales from the Territories on Hulu, uh, but I'm definitely going to check it out. I'll, I'll, I know that they put a clip of the last episode of episode two on YouTube uh, with uh, Lawler and Kaufman. I'll oh, check yeah. that out. But it's definitely no, uh, a good one. You know, if you if you used to watch pro wrestling or you are a pro wrestling fan now, like I said, I kind of dabble. I watch the review shows on. Uh, on YouTube with what culture Simon Miller ups and downs Simon Miller. If you're watching this, give it, I know you're watching right now. Give this an up. Give this a like, <laughs> give us <Yeah>. an up, <laughs> give our show an up, but no, definitely. If it, if you like, or you just like story in general, if yes. you're a sports fan and you love hearing stories from what was happening back in the day, this is definitely the documentary docuseries for you. Oh, yeah, all 100%. And, and while we're at it, I recommend Dark Side of the Ring as well. Yes. kind of has yep. kind of has a different feel than this. Mm-hmm. But I, I think they've done a great job. If you're a fan of Dark Side of the Ring, and you're coming to this, it's not exactly like Dark Side of the Ring. It's its own thing. It's different. But you're gonna you're gonna love both of them. And yep. uh, man, wrestlers are great storytellers. They really they, they really absolutely are. are. You know, really uh, you, know you know, I follow, I follow a certain, I follow a wrestler who is originally, who, who lived in New York. He was originally from New York. He was an all American wrestler in New York. He wrestled, I believe at the university of Alabama. I can't remember. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He's originally oh, from yeah. the area. He's from Glens uh, Falls. Is he he's not? From Glens Falls. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. where he hailed from when he was in there. He was in the ring. He held from Glens Falls, New York, but I'm going to try to seek him out and get him on an episode, a special episode of no crunches required. It'd be great. Oh to have yeah. Guys who are local wrestlers. Uh, there's a couple of guys who wrestle, who used to wrestle, who, who were wrestlers. They actually still active wrestlers there. They're currently active wrestlers who live in the area. Bobby fish. Uh, he he's with impact right now. Um, to remember who else, uh, Matt Riddle. He, he was, he was born in Niskayuna. He's mm-hmm. in W he's in WWE. And I can't remember what it was. Like Dal- I think Dalton castle. Uh, he, wrestles for ring of honor uh he was one time world champion at ring of honor he i believe is also from the area so you know there's lots of different wrestlers who have come from the area and i, and I think I, if i remember correctly the pro international pro wrestling hall of fame is in schenectady i think you're right about that if if it's not now it was at one time i, I yeah. remember because i remember being shocked by that you know <laughs> it's yeah just like uh just like the uh 
you know, the soccer hall of fame is in Oneonta. Oneonta. No, actually, I think, I think they, I think they moved it though. I think they moved, oh, it, from Oneonta. They, I, yeah. I think they moved it to Dallas. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. I'll double check that. But, but yeah, yeah this was a, uh, it's definitely not to, uh, See if we can get some pro wrestlers on. Maybe get my buddy Mac Falvo, who's a who's a who's a PA announcer, but he's also a wrestling buff. He's a he he'll tell you some stories. He he also participates in various wrestling, uh, independent wrestling oh, nice. uh, organizations. Let's we'll get him on. I'll have him, I'll have him tell some uh, tell some stories. But we're gonna wrap things up here at No Christmas Required. Dustin, let's t- give the people a reminder about your Extra Life fundraiser coming up. All right. Well, I will be uh, streaming games, streaming and playing games for 24 hours, hopefully, on Saturday, November 5th. It is the official game day for a charity that uh, I'm participating with. It's called Extra Life. It's a charity event. I am playing to raise money for local local children who are sick. Um, I am raising money for the Bernard and Millie Duker Children's Hospital at Albany Med. This will be, I believe, my fifth year doing this. Um, I'm very excited. Um, still getting things set up. Still trying to trying to get ready for it. Uh, and uh, swing on by and donate if you can. If you've if you've got some extra money, uh, love to uh, have some money go to some sick kids in the area that need our help. And uh, I'll be I've got a Facebook fundraiser. If you're Facebook friends with me, Um, if not, I'll be swing by Twitch at LDusto67 on game day and you get more information from me there. Ryan's got the link below and uh, hope to see you there. Yeah, absolutely. And one more comment from the comment section. Our buddy Dave. Hey, fry guy. Hey, Dave. (laughs) Sorry about your Packers, but not really. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) And Orion, uh, I understand that you've got a new podcast that you just launched. Uh, yes. Can you tell people what it's about and where to grab it? Absolutely. So this week I launched Have Another Donut. It's a New Jersey Devils podcast. I launched my initial uh, inaugural episode on Monday. I'm going to try to have new episodes on Monday at 11, 11 a.m. So it's a very unique time to release a podcast. But <laughs> but it'll be it'll be a kind of out of the way of other notifications so no it's about new jersey devils hockey i this week i expl- i talked about my fandom individual fandom as a new jersey devils fan talked about their connection to the capital region i talked about the first two games of the season they're actually losing again right now as we speak um i also get my five bold predictions for the new jersey devils this season so uh we're going to plan to have more uh, interviews with bloggers, different podcast hosts, try to get former New Jersey Devils in the podcast. I have some connections with former Albany Devils uh, awesome. who I were, I was, uh, I was a chaplain for a number of seasons with the Albany Devils. So I'm going to try to get some of those guys on the air and you know, just chop it up about uh, Devils hockey. I'm also covering, do some loose coverage here and there of the Utica Comets and the uh, Adirondack Thunder up on Glens Falls. So I'll do some loose coverage of those two teams right there because they're also feed into the New Jersey Devils system. So uh, we'll, uh, I'm going to be bringing that to you. And you know, hopefully check it out. When the new episodes drop on Monday on your podcast side. I'm still trying to get the links up for iTunes and or for Apple Podcasts, excuse me. <laughs> Google Pod Google Play is currently up. Uh, I believe Amazon Music is up, Spotify. Uh, but whatever you find, you know, just look for just search for have another donut 
and you should be able to subscribe. It also the video edition will be also be on Godzilla Media's YouTube channel. It'll be uploaded every Monday morning. So perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Are you telling me that there's a chance that you could get you could get Brian Gianta on the show? That would be amazing. It <laughs> would be amazing. Actually, that would be amazing. A former yes, Jersey Devil. Yes. Yeah, that would be that would be fantastic. But yeah, I'll definitely I'll definitely have to schedule those out and uh and get those uh get some get some try to get some former Albany Devils or former former New Jersey Devils or guys who have played in both Albany and New Jersey. That would be that would be very uh that'd be great that'd be fun. It'd be a great interview. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna end things here at No Credentials Required. As always, check out our Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at NoCredsRQ, Facebook.com. If you're watching on Facebook, give us a like. Uh also notify hit the uh hit the like button, like and follow on YouTube. Also again, thumbs uh, uh, a smash that like button. That'll be very helpful. Engage with us dur- and before during and after. Uh, the program during the uh, show during and after the show you can engage with us and on the podcast side, subscribe speakers are home base, but you can also find us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon music, whichever platform you listen to and leave a rating. Five stars is always preferred. And if you leave a review or a comment that makes me laugh, I might even read it on the air. So for Dustin Henry. Hey, toys in a row. There you go. (laughs) For Dustin Henry, I'm Ryan McCarthy. Thank you so much for watching No Credentials Required and listening to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, have a great night. Enjoy whatever sport you're watching. And we'll be back next week to wrap things up for NFL Week 7, along with other things. So, Good Thanks night, again. Everybody. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtowns Healthcare in Denver. Downtowns Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtowns Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.